Hello and welcome everybody to Beard Goggles Podcast Episode 8. Two weeks in a row now. Whenever I upload this, it's going to be two weeks in a row. Feeling good. Hope everybody's doing good and fine. I know it was just a few days ago that the last podcast went up. Um, and a few people have listened to it already. Seven dedicated people on SoundCloud. I don't know how many on iTunes. And I forgot to mention in the last podcast, I'm also trying to get it on an Android or trying to get the podcast onto Android devices. There's a few different apps to do that. So the main one I'm considering or looking into is Stitcher. If there's a better one out there that's kind of similar to iTunes podcast app that you're aware of or something that's just easy to go to. I don't know if there's podcasts on Google Play. I don't have an Android device. I'll look into it. We'll see. Uh, but right now, I'm looking at Stitcher, and I think it's going to be really simple to do. So, And as soon as that happens, I'll upload it on in a message on Tumblr and Twitter and Facebook. So you'll know right away. A uh, lot has gone on in the past few days. I've been watching a lot of movies, catching up on stuff. I checked out the other day Focus, which I watched and I talked about on the last podcast. I also watched The Gambler, which is based on uh, the short story by Dostoevsky, which it's supposed to be this this new take on it. That novel's been ad- adapted several times into film. It's been a BBC one. It's been a film with James Caan and multiple other ones that are listed on IMDb. But this version... Stars Mark Wahlberg, John Goodman, and Brie Larson, and amongst other people. But Mark Wahlberg is the lead character. He plays, uh, geez, what's his character's name? Anyways, his character's name's really not relevant because the character is an English professor with a gambling problem. And which did you think the film decided to focus on? The gambling? or the English professor. If you guessed English professor, you are right, because, it, it, one, it's a terrible movie. It's, it's not even, per, like, bad for performances. It's just bad performances, bad editing, um, bad directing. The pacing of the film is awful. The storyline doesn't make sense. I know Mark Wahlberg produced it, and he lost a ton of weight to to be in the role, which I don't think was relevant or necessary, but he decided to do it anyways. And supposedly he sat in a bunch of college academic uh, English classes to, to kind of prep for the role. But if you want to watch a film for about 30 minutes where Mark Wahlberg's talking about Shakespeare and... The Stranger and various other literary novels and concepts, watch it because it's good for that alone. Um, good for a laugh, really. But uh, if you were considering it or you had some doubts as far as whether it'd be good or not, then definitely just skip over it. There's probably going to be some things on YouTube where you could just watch all, all the funny moments, but... Um, aside from that, yesterday I watched Aloha, which was the Cameron Crowe film 
starring Bradley Cooper, Emma Stone, Rachel McAdams, John Krasinski, Dana McBride, and uh, Alec Baldwin. And last but not least, Bill Murray. So I was re- I had good expectations going into this film. I knew that it didn't get the best of reviews. And there was a lot of criticism pertaining to it, especially with the Sony hacks. A lot of executives saying that they, they thought the film was dead on arrival and they didn't have a lot of faith in it. And based on the way the film was released, that they were going to change a lot of things moving forward as far as how they handle pictures with specific directors and writers and actors. And the performances are good from, from the actors. The screenplay probably could have used some work. It's really, there's, if you don't know what what the film's about, basically Bradley Cooper is an ex-NASA employee who now works for Bill Murray's character. And essentially, since NASA doesn't have money to send any rockets into space, a lot of it's privatized now. So NASA's using... And assisting these people in launching different rockets and satellites and whatnot. And so Bradley Cooper's kind of facilitating all this because he knows people in Hawaii and all and whatnot where they're launching it. And uh, Danny McBride, Bill Murray, and Alec Baldwin are probably in the film for about the same amount of time, about five, seven minutes. Rachel McAdams is barely in the film. Bradley Cooper and Emma Stone are the, are the main two leads in it, but there's just so much going on. There's it's like it's a romantic comedy essentially um, at the heart of it, but the characters change pretty drastically in a short period of time. Their their drives and emotions and thought processes, and the most obvious one that this happens to is Emma Stone's character. She's pretty straightforward by the book, up and at him, let's do this. And by the next scene you see her in, her character is completely different. Um, I don't know what the purpose or reason for that is. If I watch it again, maybe I can figure it out. But overall, it was if, it, if we're going on like a five-star rating, I'd give it a three. It wasn't spectacular. It wasn't as horrible as people made it out to be. Um, there's a lot of Hawaiian lore that's attached to it that has this idea of magical mysticism. And another thing that came up with, with Birdman, but Birdman's more obvious. This is very subtle. There's no direct answer. Um, by the time the film's over, but it is heartfelt. It's not as humorous or funny as you think it think it would be, given all the actors in the cast. Bill Murray's just a really bad performance phoning it in, and I don't blame him because he's supposed to be this corporate billionaire, and I, it's a role that you really can't picture Bill Murray in, I guess, but hey, I watched a film where Mark Wahlberg was an English professor, so <laughs> let's just go with that. A uh, big thing that was going around the news today was um, Ahmed Mohammed from Texas. Uh, if you go on Twitter, you probably saw a lot of hot uh, hashtags, hashtags of supporting him, saying that I stand with 
uh, Ahmed. Basically, what happened? If you're if you're not aware, this poor kid. He's a freshman in high school, aspiring to be an engineer. He brought a clock that he he built from scratch at home, and he was so proud of it. He wanted to share it with his teachers and friends at school, and and the thing started going off in class because it's a clock, right? And when he showed it to the teacher, the teacher thought it was a bomb. Police were involved. The kid was arrested and suspended from school. It was a poor kid, right? If you look at the photos on Facebook or Reddit or wherever, if you just type in, there's there's images of the clock. And it's just, it's raw pieces. It, I can understand where somebody could see that it was a bomb, but this kid, he stated several times that it was a clock even after police and authorities realized that it wasn't a bomb, they still held the suspension on him or planning to. And he's getting a lot of support from from higher-ups and celebrities and things like that. But it, it's one of those things where you kind of feel bad for the kid, right? He, he goes out there, he's really, ex- not to mention, he's wearing a NASA shirt, if you see the photo, <laughs> when he's arrested, right? Like, this is, this kid is not the, the, the stereotype of the bomber, right? And I know the United States has, has been plagued with a lot of situations where we've had unfortunate events in our schools and universities, and we have to understand, too, that not to take things too ex- to too much of an extreme, right? We want to protect the younger generations, not only from the outside world, but from themselves. But there, there's a way of, like something like that with, with arresting a kid and suspending them for, for something so innocent is a bit much, right? Like... And I, I get Texas, right? Like, Texas is for a lot of crazy shit. But that's that's a bit much. I, I really hope that there, there starts... There, sorry, I'm, like, stumbling over my phrases and words. I'm just being very selective of what I want to say. But just something needs to happen, right? Where we, we want to encourage the youth. I, I was reading an article the other day saying how Legos actually don't encourage creativity it hinders creativity now when i grew up and we had legos now i sound like an old man but we didn't have all the play sets right but that's all that's available to the youth and they don't think about the different ways or even just thinking outside of the one two three steps right the lego movie did a good job of addressing that right that there's people out there that have wild imaginations and they can make great things out of something as simple as legos but i didn't fully agree with the article i saw where it was coming from and i can see how people can have those steps but there's always going to be that person out there that's going to take something that should be used for a specific reason and put a whole spin on it and use it for something else and then it's really creative but anyways that was a weird rant today was a good day for me in case you were wondering 
uh, it was. I'm a huge fan, as I've said before on the podcast, probably of Hackslash, uh, created by Tim Seeley, and um, and well, there's been a few. Tim Seeley is mainly the writer, but there's been several different artists that have worked on it over the years. But they released a figure for it, which I never thought I would ever see. Um, ever since I started reading the series, they talked about having a figure made, and something always came up with it. They start off building it, and then, or it went into production, and then something fell through. It was one thing after another, and there was statues and action figures, and there was supposed to be a movie, and then a TV show, but this is like the one thing that actually came to fruition is the statue and I'm really hoping that other things pop up down, down the line and I made it a point to purchase it because if, if people are buying it there's a good chance they might make others or more and I'd like to see a few different statues from characters of that series also in Cincinnati Comic Con which happened this past weekend um, the, the there's a company called the secret panel well it's not a company but they're like an art group and they make really sophisticated posters uh they're silk screen they're typical poster size dimensions uh four to five colors it and they're limited so you're really getting your money's worth on it and it's it's like owning a fine art piece for for not that much so I, they did one for Hackslash, and I purchased that one. So I'm waiting to hang that up on the wall. Man, I've said so and um a lot. Still can't break that habit. I apologize. What else do I have? I, I wrote another cheat sheet here. Um, Really, not too much beyond that. It's happening. Um, I'm watching Wild right now, which is based on that is it Cheryl Stifield novel, I think. It premiered on HBO this past weekend or the week before. And also, Feral Takes the Field came out too. So I have some pizza cooking up right now, heating up in the old oven. Reheating, actually, because I ordered some Lou Malnati's the other day. I was just... I don't know if I, I watched something where they had some stuffed pizza... Or Chicago-style pizza, I should say. And it just got me in the mood to to have some Chicago-style pizza. Typically, I don't I don't eat uh, that type, that style all the time. But I like the thin crust. And, and, and really, if I got something like that, I'd have to get the smallest one to get filled up. Because it's so thick um, as with the crust and whatnot and this i got one of the larger ones and it lasted me yesterday and today so i decided i'm gonna heat up some pizza i'm gonna record the podcast while i'm heating up pizza and then when i'm finished recording the podcast i'm gonna sit down and watch feral takes the field which if you didn't know that was the the whole thing with will ferrell and spring training this this past season over in Arizona, he was he participated with like fourteen or eight different teams, or it was, yeah, something like that. In 
a matter of like four hours. So he was on the Cubs and the White Sox and, and all these different teams. And some teams got really into it as far as mentioning him on Twitter. And uh, I have, I've just seen previews of it, I, and I have good expectations, and hopefully my expectations are meet, met, but we'll see. And speaking of expectations and meeting, within the next, what is it, the next two weeks, The Martian's going to come out in theaters. I think it's like October 2nd or something like that. But um, I'm really looking forward to seeing that movie, and I'm probably going to go back and read the book. I started reading it, and then at one point I just said, F it, I'm done. I can't read anymore, push through it anymore. And it's not like I was getting bored. The format's really simple because it's, it's kind of this diary style of everything. And when you see the film, it's more of what's happening back at Earth and along with Mars. I don't know. I didn't read the book long enough to see if that played out into it. But Ridley Scott's got a good track record with films. Um, Matt Damon, aside from Elysium, has been pretty pretty well with his films. And um, there's just a lot of people in there in that film. And uh, the style of it and all the previews that I'm seeing and the critics' reviews that I'm hearing are pretty good too. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that movie. Man, I got a ton of stuff at the house. Uh, the, the apartment's a mess right now. I'm just staring around looking at it. I was in cleaning mode and purging mode. So I was trying to declutter everything. Um, been going through my records and my books and my video games and my movies and my CDs and whatnot and just realizing what I really want to hold on to and what I should just get rid of. You know, how many times am I going to read this book? How many times am I going to um, listen to this album? How many times have I listened to this record since I bought it? Um, just things that I probably wasted my money on just buying. And I probably could have waited and got them cheaper if I wasn't so stubborn. But what are you going to do? You make dumb decisions when you're young and... And I guess that's part of growing up and, and learning some of that stuff. Look at me. I, I, I just don't want to be a pack rat. I don't want to be one of those people who watch on, on hoarders and just like, yeah, you know, I have 50 VHS tapes. And, uh, you know, someday I'm going to go back and watch all of them. Like, no, I'm be realistic about things. So we'll see. This is just a little short podcast, 18 minutes right now. So I uh, want to say hi check in on you, a little wink there, uh, and I hope you're having a good time, man, hopefully I'll put up another podcast later this week, we'll see, I'm gonna be busy cause of work, it's one of those weeks, man, so you might not get another podcast until next week, and hopefully I'll have more stuff to talk about then, alright, have a good one, peace.